Welcome to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we talk about all things Marvel and more. I'm Judy Stevens, producer. I am Janine Schaefer, talent scout. And we're bringing you to two guests, one of them from across the ocean. Why don't you introduce yourselves, guys? My name is Kieran Gillen. I am from across the ocean. <laughs> and I write. I'm Marguerite Bennett, and I'm a ne'er-do-well who sometimes writes. <laughs> so you guys work together on Angela Number 1. Angela, is correct. <laughs> Angela Asgard's Assassin. Number one, available from all good comic shops now. <laughs> there we go. Go buy it right now. So what I really wanted to bring you guys together in one room to talk about is so that you guys both worked on the stories that will intersperse within Angela as it continues, but they're two slightly separate pieces and two separate artists. I think the idea kind of came because I was sort of doing this book and I realised I was too lazy to write an entire 20 pages. <laughs> and I thought, is there a way for me to dodge work? And I thought, I know, we could do... And I got the, the idea for this entire structure came from that, the idea of being able to do 75% of an issue and then having it all sleep. <laughs> um, so that's basically what it's... No, I mean, I just thought it'd be cute, to be honest. I mm. wanted to co-write and I wanted mm. to not just do the average sort of book. Mm. So the idea came up that this structure would be... I would be doing uh, like the main thrust, here's the story and the adventures and all that kind of stuff, introducing everything to do with Angela, and then embedded in every issue, there is a character who basically tells a story, and then we change artist and we change writer. Uh, and like I, normally, on the first issue, I kind of gave quite a detailed synopsis of what the story which was, uh, but on later issues, it's very much a kind of like, here, is a, here are the facts that need to be imparted, here is a vague setting, go, go. Mm. And we talked about a variety of people who it might be fun to work with, and then... We asked Marguerite, <laughs> which uh, she can now talk and tell about that, I guess. Um, well, I think that the, the dual narrative works really well for who Angela is, you know, given that she came from an alternate verse that we're not speaking of. Um, and, you know, just sort of the idea that uh, there's so much that we don't know about the character and so much that hasn't been defined about the character. You know, even though she's been around for a while, her introduction to the Marvel Universe is still quite new. And um, with the, the, if she's the warrior character, then the bard that she's traveling with who tells, um, you know, these stories about her, you're never entirely sure if this is something true or something, you know, made up or something that's been embroidered or, um, you know, even entirely fabricated. And so uh, it was, you know, it was really terrific to have Phil and Stephanie on there and, um, you know, for both of them to have this, you know, this gorgeous, high, fantastical art and then to see that shift and to be like, is it, is it too beautiful here, you know, for a reason? Is this, you know, impossible if this had ever happened? Um, or is this the truth? And, you know, what you choose to believe and what stories people, you know, take out of your life to tell others and how you're defined the stories that are told. I mean, Angela, despite being entirely new, is also very complicated. Mm -hmm. And like, the, when you start in a, a new series with a new number one, you want to be able to anyone to pick up and read it. Mm -hmm. And it, she's so complicated. And as God is so complicated. It's kind of like the entire first six part story very much beat for beat explains here are some various bits and pieces about Angela like the first issue is we kind of literally she's walking out of mm -hmm. a desert so it's we're using a sort of a cowboy mode so she's a bounty hunter so we start with this kind of that image and then from there we take her to Earth to show some of the kind of the Earth stuff because she's kind of an Earth fangirl she doesn't really know about it in the third issue we take on Asgard High Adventure so we, she's part of that world because she's Thor's secret sister on the fourth issue we, we the Guardians are in it so with that, she's also been a cosmic adventurer. So and by the end of the art, we synthesize all that together. Yeah, so you mm -hmm. sort of unspool her mm -hmm. background slowly over the course of, mm -hmm. and while we're getting to know her, while mm -hmm. we're getting to see these sort of more intimate mm -hmm. moments or interpersonal moments mm -hmm. that, so you can kind of connect with her. And it's almost like you don't even realize that you're mm -hmm. 
by osmosis, mm -hmm. like getting all of this information yeah. about her, which is incredibly deft. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's, it's, ooh, the, it's the so trick. difficult, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. difficult, and it could go so wrong. And it, it, I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like the, mm -hmm. you guys pulled it off perfectly, like executed flawlessly. Thank you. Kind you, you were incredibly kind. Mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm going to blush now and just because oh, you can't see on that. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the old right line to an exposition mm -hmm. into ammunition. That's what. Mm -hmm. That's kind of. Oh, thing. That's, that's great. That's, that's great. What we kind of structure it around. Now, have you guys worked together before? You guys have had never worked together before. No, we no. just sass each other when we see each other at cons. <laughs> yeah, we, we met. When did we meet? We met last year in a karaoke bar at New York mm -hmm. Comic Con, mm -hmm. and that, that okay, was accurate. The, that's that's a good <laughs> good first meeting. Yes. yes. And we hit it off there, and she showed me something interesting. Interesting, and I was aware of her work before, and the fact mm -hmm. that, how do you put it, is that you know the, I thought she would write a good Loki, mm -hmm. and that kind of, uh, very, basically very, she's, that is see, the highest see, praise I've ever she's very, <laughs> she's very cheerful, very happy, as evidenced by this laugh here, but in her work was Which a real, is a little bit maniacal also, yes. right? Are you saying I that mean, she's deep down a trickster? But her characters have a kind of conflicted broodiness to them, and like Angela isn't mm -hmm. the classic hero, it's, yeah. she's not Captain America, she's got a, an ethical system which is pretty much broken, mm -hmm. uh, but I thought she would connect with this in an interesting way, and all that, you know, and in the same way that's what I connect mm -hmm. with Angela, she's somebody her is, is pathologically and societally about this concept of mm -hmm. debt, so you always have to repay any debts, mm -hmm. and she gets hung up on that. But that's kind of like, and that's in a very extreme version of all this feel kind of trapped by the bounds of society in some way, as in all the concept of duty and that, the idea of who you should be. Mm -hmm. And she, she takes that and puts it to a much ludicrous degree, and that's the bit you can kind of connect, as in she kind of, you see her, like the story we heard that Marguerite mm -hmm. did, is kind of she's desperately trying to get out, I don't want to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I really don't want to kill you here. here yeah. Here's the way out. And no, I've still got to kill you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the awful tragedy of the character. That's kind of mm -hmm. the thing that lets her get into yeah. the awful scrape she does. And mm -hmm. that's kind of a reason why she might be doing mm -hmm. what she's doing. Which is there's no room for for mercy or for revenge. Everything has to balance. Everything has to come down to this ideal justice. Mm. And there's no room for what she wants. And it's so funny too because from the other side, she doesn't look a whole ton like a hero, right? No, no. I mean. If this weren't her story, mm -hmm. she would probably be the villain. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's something that's so appealing about. Yeah, her yeah. Character, but I mean, it's but it doesn't make her a bad guy. Mm -hmm. It makes her a complex mm -hmm. character. Mm -hmm. You know, she's definitely something go either way, and mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing you'll see for this story. I mean, the the shall I spoil it? I mean, the the, the kind of inciting incident she's stolen a baby, mm -hmm. and that's kind of like, and that's and she's stolen a royal as a child of Asgard, and that's kind of her origin. She was a child stolen mm -hmm. from Asgard. So she's recapitulating what happened to her, and the, mm -hmm. and the question of why on earth she's doing this awful thing yeah. is kind of left open for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen several reviews pick up, it's like, I'm, they're asking you to sympathise <laughs> <laughs> the woman who has literally just kidnapped a baby. Yeah. But it's that idea that, you know, if the bard were telling someone else's story, or telling you the story of the yeah. people hunting her, it would be without question. Yeah. She would be this monster who came in the night and kidnapped a child. Mm -hmm. But um, why are we mm -hmm. seeing it from her point of view? Why this story? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. why this story? Why is she the focal character? And I think that's what immediately draws you in because you have to know. Yeah. You have to know now. You know. I mean, like the way when I was first started thinking about her. I mean, I went to Asgardian Black Widow, and there's this whole red and the ledger yes. stuff. Yes. But it's that kind of well, that she's that but as a religion. It's like you know the concept of red. She, she cannot in any way allow red in her ledger, yeah. and she will destroy herself finding a way to do it. And that's a that's a weird, she, that's a really weird part of her. Because otherwise she's just like you know a tall redheaded woman who kills people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's like, it's like it's like if you go D and D terms, she's like a mm -hmm. paladin, but very much an anti paladin. Mm -hmm. Some the system is there. Yeah. We talk a lot. About, it's all gone a bit D and D, hasn't it? Yeah. In we, I like how <laughs> we all were like, like, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. we understand. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was saying earlier in the, the summit that Hella's. Um, 
Hella is like lawful evil. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that's how yeah. I always think of her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and nobody, everyone was like, oh, all right. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Got it. You know you're Got among it. good people when you can say that and no one does not Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you're neutral good people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I wanted to be like really mad about you, but that was really <laughs> uh, So you have two really fantastic artists that you oh guys are working gosh, with, yes. uh, in Phil Jimenez mm -hmm. and Stephanie Hans. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, this is a sort of a lame question, but like, what is it like working with them? You know, I, it's what do they bring? What do they bring? They make to us look good. They make us look really good. <laughs> there, there are a few things in my career that have been so stressful as realizing that I have to come up with something good enough to be worthy of being painted by Stephanie. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm so delighted to be part of this team. I mean, there really is not another book like this that yeah. I can think of. And this is right in Phil's wheelhouse, mm. right? I mean, this is like smack in the middle of where Phil mm -hmm. just gets in there and does really amazing stuff. His women are so beautiful and mm -hmm. like really powerful. They yeah. and they have so mm -hmm. much personality and character mm -hmm. to them. You know, I think he really um from from having worked with him, um, I think he really internalizes the character and is able to sort of reproduce it on the page which I know obviously no, that's the gig. Mm -hmm. But not everyone does it yeah. this well. <laughs> Other people draw from the, the outside in, you know, there's very different sort of things. And Phil was like, Phil had to be, we had a very serious conversation whether he was going to take the job. Yeah. Like when he was originally told, he was like, oh, it's a bit like the Punisher, that kind of like, just violent, sort of, he wasn't into that. And we sat on the phone for like an hour and a half, mm -hmm. and we, we talked, no, I don't mean it like that. And he kind of, it bounced back and forth, and he ended up being very into it. And yeah. we got to a character with the, some of the, the interest, the complexities her, and the, the softness, and the softness you get of her is her relationship with Sarah. Which is her, mm -hmm. you know, her friend, this bard character, essentially, uh, and you get, we get to, and Phil, by those arguments, made me up my game essentially, and, and I had to defend the position. So I don't want that either. I have no interest mm -hmm. in just, um, she's not Deadpool. I mean, yeah. if she's killing, it's not funny. Yeah, you know, it's not, it's not an idea you're meant to be thrilled when she mm -hmm. does this stuff. Mm -hmm. She's very much like that. She's a transgressive character, yes, mm -hmm. and she has her own fighting style and she has her own series of weapons, mm -hmm. and there's a certain degree of call to that. But that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, this is a character who's trapped in cycles of violence and. But without being, but at the same time, it, we can't make it too grim. There's some light, especially yeah. the first issue has lightness, but like the, the second issue is much funnier. Mm -hmm. is it? Mm -hmm. Like when you, it's the fans get she's she's grown up with myths of Asgard and Earth for all um, you know, for, for she, yeah. and she's completely warped idea of everything. Yeah. It's like um, there's a bit in the second issue mm -hmm. where she's like immediately scared of Bolstag. Bolstag, it's like this person who eats children. You know, he comes down chimneys and eats people's children. Look how big he is. Yeah. How many children has he eaten? Uh, and that's, you know, that's, she just got stuff wrong. Uh, and yes, that's the kind of thing. And it's, you know, come to Earth, she's always wanted to come to Earth. And then, has, you know, her, one of my favourite things in Guardians with Brian was, you know, the relationship with Gamora. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's you know, wonderful. Um, so there's lots of that. Mm -hmm. You want to make it interesting, and it's not without making it too over the top grim. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Well, without levity, I mean, you don't even, you can't even measure grimness, mm -hmm. right? I mean, there's, mm -hmm. you can't measure hard without soft, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think there's a great balance. Mm. Of that in here too. Feels incredible, you know. He's got characters walking around with very little clothes at all. He never sexualizes her. <laughs> no. You know, that's part of my original thinking. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a character who was dressed in her original outfit and as an object of fear. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. never ever her sex appeal, or, yep. or it was never ever even discussed. Yeah. It wasn't something someone would do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, um, you know, for me, when I was a kid, you know, one of the first comics that I ever picked up um, was. Now I'm gonna get the number wrong because I'm on the spot. But Uncanny 270, uh, uh, Rogue and Magneto in the Savage Land. Right? Oh. And 
on the cover is Rogue, mm-hmm. and she's wearing like the tiniest Savage mm-hmm. Land bikini you've ever seen in yeah. your life. Everyone changes out of the Savage Land. <laughs> 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 what happens to Savage Land stays in the Savage Land. Yeah, yeah. Kazar is just like, please come, we have some bikinis for everyone here. Shirts, no service. Yeah, exactly. But, and for me, looking at that, I felt this is like a powerful woman mm-hmm. who who knows herself. And mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was a kid. I was, whatever, like 14. So I, I don't know that I really was understanding everything that I was looking at. But I feel like this is, when I look at the cover of this, I have that same feeling. Mm. And that's something Stephanie is, I mean, mm-hmm. Stephanie is an elegance to like oh anything God. she does. And that really, we well, are actually going to play with her outfit. As in, mm-hmm. uh, I think Tom said this on Tumblr, so yeah. I can actually say that. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, uh, but we are doing something with her outfit down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, even as is, I think, you know, with artists like Stephanie, mm-hmm. and this is why I was talking about Jamie, and Jamie Jamie talks about this a lot. It's, you can have characters wearing whatever you like, it's how you treat them in the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's the difference between the male gazing it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh, which neither artists are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for our listeners, uh, Kieran is talking about Jamie McKelvey. Um, the who, evil Jamie McKelvey. The evil jo- Jamie McKelvey, who had, who designed um, the new Captain Marvel costume. Uh, he designed Ms. Marvel, and he is also Kieran's cohort on Wicked and Divine. Yes. Um, so Young yeah, I'm sure he did uh, Miss America. And Young too. Avengers, Miss America, yeah. Mm. Oh, Miss America. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Derailed. There's one of my favourites. There was uh, some awful, uh, some emo pop song. I have no idea what it is, but somebody actually posted, posted the lyrics to it, uh, and first she is beauty, she is grace, and then that's the, the, the full lyric is something else. Somebody saw that, and then we just thought it actually should have gone. She is beauty, she is gra- grace. Uh, she will kick you in the face, uh, or something like. And, that, and, and, and just do that as a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and I retweeted that, and I think that should be if it's a Miss America book. Yeah. that should be the strap line across <laughs> the top. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, can you guys tease a little bit about what you have in store for her? I know we talked a little bit about it, but, um, oh my we, God, they're giving we, each we other, they're giving think, each other giving looks, eyes. significant <laughs> looks. Stuff and things. I mean, things. it's like we get to the end and we have a completely different status quo, the reasons mm-hmm. for what's happening, it's all shock. That She defines her relationship to Asgard and heaven, mm-hmm. because she's kind of like cast out by heaven because she's an Asgardian, and she's optically, well, she doesn't go to, she doesn't go to Asgard because despite that Asgard may have her, she, she's been brought to her life to hate these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her status quo is set up, her status quo with Sarah, who is of course, if we're talking Z, she's Gabrielle to her to Angela Zena. That would be my shorthand. <laughs> so that's very important. So that's and has a big horrific reveal of like awfulness because I'm writing the book. <laughs> uh, and then she, and then it all kind of builds from there. I mean, what we're doing during Secret Wars is very different. I don't mm-hmm. we can't really talk about that at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's very different. It's we going to be so cool. <laughs> we were out having dinner the other night, weren't we? And then we just basically mm-hmm. riffing off ideas mm-hmm. how what we're going to do. And it's there's so much funny stuff in there. Yeah. Um, it's going to be some crazy world building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, you know, something we were talking about when you guys first came in was, I mean, this might not even be something you can answer, but uh, I think for a lot of our listeners, they might not really understand how, like, the mechanics of making a comic, you know? Like, um, when we say, oh, you know, I'm an editor, and they're like, oh, do you, like, draw them? And obviously, mm. a, a lot of our listeners are probably much more savvy than mm. that, um, but for people who might not really know... Everyone starts somewhere, yeah. You know what I mean? So you guys write... Uh, the the book together, mm-hmm. but obviously, you know, Marguerite, you're mm-hmm. in New York, mm-hmm. and Kieran, you're in England. Like, how does that how does that work? Like, how do you guys work with each other? I mean, we're we, we're lucky to live in 2014, mm-hmm. where we have access to 
you know, the internet, but do you guys Skype? Do you get on the phone? Do you email? Like, how does it... Well, we've actually sort of been parenthesized by the Marvel retreats, and so we can, you know, meet up for a drink and, you know, be like, all right, this is going to be awesome. Mm. Um, it's like the, fir- it's like the first time, yeah. the last Marvel retreat, we got together mm-hmm. and with Phil mm-hmm. uh, and Will, uh, Will, the editor, and we just, uh, we had several drinks and mm-hmm. we talked it over. Yeah. And then I came away and I wrote up the outline, because mm-hmm. the first arc I kind of... Was I've probably taken lead on the plotting on the first arc, mm-hmm. and that's not. And then this time mm-hmm. we've just gone out and we worked out the plot for the yeah. second, mm-hmm. the, 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 what actually happened for the second and third arcs now. So that's the meetings, and we get on Skype as well. <laughs> but the actual process. You want to talk about the process? I mean, sure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of. I mean, it's not like when I wrote Matt, with Matt Fraction, everything mm-hmm. burns. It was like we had a shared Google Doc and we were both writing mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. yeah. This <laughs> isn't that. It's kind of the fact mm-hmm. that it's quite broken up. Means mm-hmm. I do my pages, mm-hmm. get the entire script under the fifteen pages, mm-hmm. and then. My almost commission mm-hmm. to Marguerite. Okay, here's a challenge. What you can do is embedded in yeah. the script, uh-huh. and that goes to Marguerite, and then she. Then I put on my bathrobe, get a bunch of Rice Krispie treats, and wander the house in existential despair. So it's it's weird form of co-writing uh-huh. that way. It's not yeah. like every. Co- I mean, I've co-written. I mean, you've co-written mm-hmm. probably as much as mm-hmm. I have because you've done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's always, it's always, would you say it's always different? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Every single time. And, you know, not just in the different, like, rapport relationship that you would have with people, but the different, you know, the different technologies that you use. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, from Google Docs to, I mean, for a while, like, um, when I was doing the Batman Annual with Scott, I would bring him, um, like, hand handwritten, you know, like, I printed this out, and we met up at, on my campus and, you know, talked it over like that. Um, so we're living in the future as far as Skype yeah. is concerned. <laughs> <laughs> With the second lot, we're probably going to swap, as mm-hmm. Marguerite will be doing the main 15 mm-hmm. pages and I'll be doing the short stories. Cool. So, oh, so you are going to write mm-hmm. some challenges for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll oh, I around. like this. It's going to be really mean. I, I like this. Like, I really love the idea just to do, here's a five-page short <laughs> in this world, because we've done the world building and mm-hmm. we'll have the plotting mm-hmm. together. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. hit me up. Yep. <laughs> I like this. Just escalates. Yes. Mm-hmm. An escalation. Um, I actually had not yet seen like a hard copy of the book, and so like it's, it's on a podcast, so y'all can't see, but I've been flipping through this whole time, and I'm just so in love with this art. I it's just so keep, beautiful. Like, stopping and petting it. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Marguerite and Philip have done astounding things. It's mm-hmm. like in a very you know the book, mm-hmm. you know they really have just caught the mood of everything. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for every time they write. I just can't wait to see how they're going to do it. And they their art styles complement each other mm-hmm. so, so well. It's, it's funny because they're different. They're very very they're very so different. different. But Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And even just with Stephanie, just from issue to issue, I mean, the first one, um, I mean, it almost, you know, looks like a fairy tale and just how, you know, she's paneled it with like the rough edges between the white. Um, and then as we uh, progress in the second issue, it's much more, you know, everything's like really formal mm-hmm. and almost like, you know, this is, this is the official canon legend that mm. you have to pass down. Um, so she's actually, yeah. she's normally mm-hmm. been, until recently, she's been full mm-hmm. digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but she, she went back to traditional. She, uh, apparently, mm-hmm. for this, she's got to because she posted some pages on Tumblr. Yeah. Follow mm-hmm. a Tumblr, it's mm-hmm. so much lovely art. Uh, but doing like the actual hard pages, so they're, she's put them up and then she scans them and then she paints them. Oh my but God, she, she's yeah. pl- playing with that again, which is interesting because I think Adam was talking mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. at, the, at the thing. He's gone back to kind of doing some stuff more with the inks as well. Yeah. So it's interesting, you get a chance to merge mm-hmm. and play. Yeah. Stephanie is just astonishing. Mm. And just, I mean, just looking through and looking even at, like, the way that Phil panels different pages. Yeah. And just, you know, from fight scenes to conversation to reunions. Oh, Phil's oh. insane. Oh, There's, my gosh. I normally write a, kind of like a five-panel page. That's kind of my, I, I, that's when I get to know mm-hmm. a writer, sorry, an artist, and see what they do with it. And Phil, more than anyone else, adds more panels. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, apart from Dustin Weaver. Mm. Oh, really? Justin Weaver's a, uh, what they, uh, Justin Weaver does some amazingly messed up things in terms of, like, and he draws... He, oh, he did a issue 14 on Kelly X-Men. He had an entire cityscape. 
as in, uh, as in like, and, and, and Justin Weaver, ludicrously detailed, a, a third of a page cityscape, uh, for, and I didn't ask that because I, in, in memory, I didn't ask that despite the page kind of, you know, it would help the page because I knew most artists wouldn't draw it, and <laughs> I didn't mean so that in a bad funny. way. I mean that's a bit on natural. I mean that's a kind of Justin isn't, you know, this phenomenal thing, and Phil's got a bit of that. As yeah. I mean, Phil does does these eight panel pages, mm -hmm. like or like. Next issue, there's like a, a twenty panel page, yeah. which came and they from, don't feel cramped. Oh no, right? Like no. they don't feel cramped. They don't. It doesn't feel like you're. You don't know where to go. I mean, it is seamless. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's only I've on my 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 scripts. The more you go in, the more I tailor to that. The more I kind of like. Well, I know I can do more in a page than yes. I would do with most artists, mm -hmm. just because he can make yeah. it feel like that. How long does it normally take? And you know, I, either of you, when you when you first start working with an artist, how long does it take you to kind of? get into their rhythm and understand like what what's the issue number at which you're like all right I know exactly what I can write for this person I know how to push them to do something a little bit more um I mean for me it kind of goes project to project um I mean there have been cases where I find out who I'm working with beforehand and I'll go back and look at their previous work and you know get an idea of what they like to do and how they like to panel like what their where their strengths are you know things that like you know maybe to keep away from um, and then I'll honestly like write the script accordingly. Um, then there are times you know where I know people beforehand, and you know we have we have a, like a friendship or a relationship, and then we can just you know chat it out. So it really I don't know mm -hmm. it varies place to place. Um, you know I try to have you know a lot of the stuff sort of set up before we even begin, but um, usually it's like I don't know issue two. Mm. So mm. when you've seen pages, you get that's mm -hmm. the kind of bit, yeah. and you hit it, you realize you can do that. Um, occasionally on, on the fence, sometimes mm -hmm. people just don't click. Yeah. That's the thing, yeah. is you get, occasionally you get an artist who is a, a perfectly great artist with many other eyes, and something about the way your two things work mm -hmm. just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like there's some, um, I mean, Rich Elson actually, Rich Elson works, did some Journey's Mystery mm -hmm. stuff, uh, and he's really good, and, he, and almost all of it works. But there's something about well, how I'm writing, I couldn't get a silent panel to work with him. So every silent panel I wrote had to add dialogue. It felt wrong not to have dialogue, mm -hmm. and I use a lot of silent panels. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm not quite, and there was something weird about the synergy there that just I couldn't figure it out. And there's, you know, some like, for example, Greg Land. I know before I wrote for Greg Land, I mm -hmm. went back and I studied what Fraction did. In fact, I spoke to, I spoke to Fraction. Like, okay, since you are friends with other artists and writers, mm -hmm. you could talk to them about, you know, so, so how do you use that? How do you use the space? And with Greg, I kind of, you know, I, I worked out what worked well in terms of the number of panels. And then it's also kind of fluid. Like, Greg, um, not just Greg Land, give him a lot of space. As in, kind of like, he cut his, if you don't give him space, it's not, it's like a kind of, um, it's like the blockbuster cinema sort of yeah. mode. You've got to give it space, you've got to give room for the explosions, yeah. essentially. Um, and if you add too many panels, it just doesn't lose its effect. So I quite often wrote three panel pages mm -hmm. for like action sequences. I used quite a lot of splashes. And when I was doing like more talky scenes, I compressed it in a different way. Uh, and I, I found different ways mm -hmm. to compress using stuff like captions to make more stuff happen. Mm -hmm. So it's just by having a low panel count, mm -hmm. I had a the story could progress more. But then, like on Iron Man, he started doing these very, really exciting jazzy designs, like kind of at 1970s, all the slanted Yeah, panels. yeah, I love that stuff. And he turned like splash pages into eight panel pages, and that was amazing. Oh, you, you're, you're heading in a different direction now. Yeah. And that he took that over into Mighty Avengers. I think Mighty Avengers is some, some of the work of his career, and that worked really well on the ground level thing. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's fluid as well. Mm -hmm. And I try, I mean, I'm new to this, and so I'm growing and learning and trying to improve, because I look, I can't even, like, look at my own work now, because it's just like, oh, I should not have done that, I should never have asked someone to draw a page like that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, you're just, you, you're trying to, to give and take also.
Yeah. It's one of the things you think, what have I did I ask that? They should have just approached me. I'm so <laughs> wordy also. So like that is like one of my major failings is that I come from a prose background. And um, so I love doing, you know, like with getting to tell like the story within a story was perfect. Yeah. It's like, oh, watch me be super pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> what I always say is like, um, it's like if you can delete if you can delete mm -hmm. a caption or dialogue, it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, mm -hmm. I'm always pro like that's mm -hmm. and I think I'll just appreciate it in that yeah. kind of yeah. way. Isn't and that's kinda of where me and Jamie McKell met working mm -hmm. together. Yeah. There's a lot of that. As I know mm -hmm. I use a lot of silent panels, I can use expressions, I can use subtext in a way because Jamie that's the other thing actually, come back to mm -hmm. Phil and Stephanie as mm -hmm. well. You know, Phil uh, Phil and Jamie are both writers. You know, Jamie mm -hmm. does Spurman Glamour and Phil has written so much stuff. Yeah. If you've got an artist also a writer, that's a different sort of relation than mm -hmm. just somebody who is themselves an illustrator in that kind of way so there's a different sort of understanding mm -hmm. of what the work is for mm -hmm. and so and phil gets what the work is for in fact phil mm -hmm. is embodying what the work is for mm -hmm. yeah um yeah i always find it interesting oh, it's really mm -hmm. interesting mm -hmm. and so much can be conveyed just in a pen just with an exchange and allow the reader um you know with all the momentum of the stories come behind it let them interpret you know what the silent panel is as opposed to trying to be like this is my dialogue to let you know right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I'm, you know, definitely working on and trying to improve myself. Cool. Just trusting the the artist more since we have such a fantastic, just unbelievable team. Yeah. It's really sorry. Oh, it's a gorgeous book. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like being able to uh, get my hands on seeing the art, like because we did uh, an AR piece for this, and like seeing just like the pencils, mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's, I've always said it's the, the best thing about the job in that um, you wake up and there's pencils in the in your inbox and you just can't believe it. Uh, and it's why I never end up. What attract, one of the things that attracted me to be a comic writer is, as a prose, you're kind of by yourself. You never really get to read your book. Mm -hmm. But there's the, with comics, it's simultaneously it's both yours and not yours, mm -hmm. as it's been reinvented by another party. Oh, you're all parents to this, like, yeah, before. for this kid. You know, mm -hmm. so like, I get That's to look at the book cool. and it's like, it is mine, but it's mm -hmm. also not mine. Mm -hmm. uh, and you get to be in the audience of your own gig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, I, I, that's very addictive, shall mm -hmm. we say. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. Uh, well, I know, Kieran, we have to get you to the airport. Yep. Um, you have to go back across the ocean. <laughs> Indeed. I'm, my enormous metal bird will carry me home. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, back have, to my bathroom. I have one more really, really important question huh? for both of you. You guys met at karaoke. <laughs> yes? Karaoke picks? I don't, uh, I'm really bad. Uh, you, you're great. You can country. sing. <laughs> oh, that's very generous yeah, definition yeah. of that verb. Um, all like country music, Carrie Underwood and Johnny Cash. Just anything that I can like be big and deep and loud. <laughs> I was doing that night. I was there. I did the. It was the Clash. Uh, should I start? Should I go? It's one of my standard ones because mm -hmm. it needs about two notes. Right. I, I can get away with performance because mm -hmm. I do move around a lot. Mm -hmm. That was, it. That was it. the karaoke. It was funny because it was mainly a DC karaoke. Yeah. Uh, and most people there had no idea who I was. Uh, so who's this weird English guy who's got up and suddenly starts throwing shapes? Oh, and I also do a pretty, uh, I do an acceptable still dry, mm -hmm. as in uh, me doing my, my very English rap. He's a very good dancer, though. And I so have heard this. Yeah. I have heard this. That is the word on mm -hmm. the street about Kieran Gillen. I, mm -hmm. I do have moves which are very frightening. Mm -hmm. my, my limbs are kind of like, uh, <laughs> to people. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's good. Well, after that very important question, mm -hmm. um, thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Uh, this was amazing. You just started talking and I sat back. <laughs> I didn't even have to do any work. This is great. A, a little snooze for Judy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Angela number one is on sale right now. Mm -hmm. uh, number two is on sale next month. Make sure you guys go pick it up. Uh, it is very beautiful. Read it. Uh, let them know where can uh, the listeners find you guys on the internet. Oh, um, across the board, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Gmail. I am a Evil Marguerite, all one word. 
Uh, I'm all over the internet. In fact, I'm. I will probably stalk you if you say my name in that kind of in an awful. Um... If you say his name three times, yeah. uh, he follows you. It's my favourite thing about that the saying your name three times thing. Is uh -huh. actually in the film it's five times. Is it? Everyone's actually automatically changed it to three times. Uh, this is just my because of the fairy tale quality of it. Yeah, I just think it is five times in the film. I swear this, and people might think I'm broken, but it's like <laughs> everyone has automatically narrative drifted to three because it's a much more magical number. Yeah, and that, of course, it also would be making yourself safe because you mm -hmm. say it three times, it doesn't appear. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's, anyway, uh, of course, people. I, I hope I'm right because I mean, every time I say that, I'm doubt it, and I always check it, but I swear I'm right still. Uh, in its, um, I'm Kieran Gillen. Uh, Everywhere, so I'm that my KieranGillan.com, KieranGillan on Tumblr, KieranGillan on Twitter, uh, probably KieranGillan still on um, over all Friendster, Friendster, yeah. MySpace, MySpace, <laughs> <laughs> Live Journal. I'm definitely no, I'm actually on something else on Live Journal if I remember rightly. Uh, but yeah, I'm all over the place. Just come and say hi and throw bricks at me. <laughs> my Tumblr ask is open, and I will mm -hmm. probably answer you as long as you don't ask very oh, silly questions. Goodness. I'm not, I'm not quite Tom Brevard. No, I was going to say <laughs> I have my limits. <laughs> Oh, Thanks, guys. This mm -hmm. was really great. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Great. We will check you guys later. This is Marvel, your universe.